Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another episode of The Neutral Corner with me, your host, Jean-Luc Welch on his ESPN podcast. We'll talk about anything and everything in the world of combat sports. That's right. We are back with another banger for you talking about everything that's going on in the boxing and in the UFC world. As we have a new champion in the UFC with Sean Strickland beating Israel Adesanya in one of the bigger upsets of this year by unanimous decision. How did this happen? Why did this happen? Where can Israel Adesanya go from here? But before we talk about that, we have to talk about the boxing realm as we have one of the bigger fights that was going to take place this year in November. Shakur Stevenson versus Frank Martin has been canceled, done away with. It's not happening anymore. Why in the world is one of the biggest fights between two of the hottest prospects in boxing today, two of some of the, best, some of the fastest riders stars in the sport all of a sudden gone up in smoke and no longer happening we're gonna talk about all that right here on this show again shout out Jill and Faust with the phenomenal music in the intro to the show as you always do you bring energy but now let's jump into the foyer foray what's the word I can't remember the word let's jump let, let, let's get dirty let's get down and dirty with all the details as to what's going on so without further ado let's get this show started with Shakur versus Frank Martin. This was a fight that had been highly anticipated ever since it was announced. Everybody was up in arms in the boxing community. These were two high-profile athletes, high-profile boxers, incredibly smart, incredibly explosive. Again, it was going to be a technical affair throughout the entirety of the bout, and we were all ready to see it, absolutely. This was going to be a test for both boxers. Legitimately, whoever won this was going to further elevate themselves into the elite ethos of the boxing world in the eyes of both fighters and fans alike. Also, by the way, this is for the vacant WBC title relinquished by Devin Haney move up to fight Regis Pro Grace. But now that fight 
is no more. It is dead in the water. It is done to all of our dismay. And now we have Shakur Stevenson fighting Edwin De Los Santos for the vacant WBC title instead of Frank Martin. Now, again, no disrespect to De Los Santos. However, we wanted to see this fight between two high-profile young boxers that was going to be a chess match, uh, one of the better chess matches of the year, akin to Devin Haney versus Lomachenko that happened earlier this year. So now we are left questioning how did this happen? What is the causes? Why is it that all of a sudden one of the bigger high-profile fights that was going to happen this year for a title, mind you, that is all of a sudden now just dead on arrival. Well, the reason being is Frank Martin. And no, this is not me hating. This is just stating the facts of the situation. Frank Martin opted to pull out of the fight after verbally agreeing to the fight. Again, per ESPN, when this fight first got announced, top rank officials said that they, along with the PBC side, notified the WBC on Tuesday that the deal has been reached for the WBC vacant lightweight title fight, which had been, and again, and personally, it has been canceled. The TV rights and stuff had all been figured out. Everything was set in stone. It was set to happen on November 16th. However, all of a sudden, days after that fight was announced, Frank Martin opts to pull out and verbally decommit from the fight, no longer willing to sign a contract, and is now stating that he won't fight. But he is stating that he did not duck. He didn't duck any smoke. However, even though he said that, that is not what's shown on paper. Because here's what you have to understand about this fight and this entire situation. Frank Martin is the reason why this fight isn't happening. Let's get that straight right now. That's just objectively the fact. Frank Martin is the reason why we're not getting one of the most technical fights that 2023 has to offer. It is Frank Martin's fault that this fight is not happening. That is objectively the truth. But his reasoning for the rumor mill that's going around circling everywhere in the boxing sphere is that Frank Martin is set to fight Tank Davis. Yes, the vaunted Tank himself, a man who right now has the entire boxing world at his feet, one of the most clamored for athletes in the boxing world today, and legitimately one of the faces of this entire sport of beautiful violence. Oh, he's got that in line. Again, rumored to be fighting Frank Martin. That's why speculation says they, that is why Frank Martin has put up. However, nothing's been confirmed, and because nothing's been confirmed, we have to look at the facts of the actual situation let's get context to all of this understand when it comes to frank martin if outside of tank davis if in fact that is happening which i highly doubt that that is actually happening Shakur Stevenson was the guy Frank Martin had been looking for. Frank Martin wants respect. Frank Martin wants to be looked at as one of the better boxers in the entirety of the sport. Frank Martin actively wants to have his Day in the spotlight to get the recognition that he rightfully deserves in his eyes and in many fans eyes as not just a high prospect and somebody that, who can be flashy and has a lot of legitimate talent to him but he can produce and he can legitimately and should legitimately excuse me be seen as one of the best boxers in the entirety of the sport with that being the case, Shakur Stevens should have been a no-brainer because this is the fighter that would bolster that exact claim. There's no good reason as to why he would not take this fight and commit to this fight. Again, unless the Tank Davis fight was actually concrete, said in some, but nothing has been 
has been said. Nothing's been committed. Nothing has been secured on that side. So the only thing that we can say is that this is a absolute duck by Frank Martin. There's because there's no good reason. Who else was he going to fight? Who else was he going to fight that was going to scratch the itch of every single legitimate substantial check mark to give Frank Martin the respect? credence and cachet necessary to bolster his name into the ethos of the rest of the boxing world get him into legitimate title shots get him into consistently being the a-side when it comes to fighting the bigger and best names in not just the division but in the entirety of the sport if he decides to consistently move up in the boxing world in terms of weight so why is it that he would not take this fight? It's beyond me because it makes no sense at all. It's for a title. It's against somebody who's seen as one of the better, in a talent perspective, better boxers in the entire world. And you got a chance to dethrone him, stop that momentum, stop that flow, and to quote CM Punk from The Undertaker, be the one in 20 and one, be the guy to take away the undefeated record of one of the better prospects of this Era, this is something that you don't pass up. You don't ban on top of that. Mind you, ever since Frank Martin has been seen as a legitimate challenge for the entire lightweight division, has bolstered his cachet up until the point that it is right now. He's gotten paid about $75,000 per fight legitimately. But now, he was offered reportedly up to a million to fight Shakur Stevenson. And yet, he still took the opportunity to decline the biggest payday of his career. So again, nothing makes sense about why he would avoid this fight. And the only thing that does make sense is a rumor of him fighting Javante Tank Davis, which has not been confirmed. And in my estimation, and in my opinion, likely not happening at all. Because Tank has bigger fish to fight. If we're being perfectly honest, I respect Frank Martin absolutely, but we know where Tank Davis is trying to go with his career. And Frank Martin at this point in time is not in those cards because of his level as a boxer in terms of the greater ethos of boxing. Because again, boxing is a business and his name, while it does carry weight, it doesn't carry the necessary weight of the big bucks that Tank Davis is looking for. So because that is the reality of this entire situation. This is only giving credence to everybody, myself included, to make claims and speculation to say that Frank Martin is ducking Shakur Stevenson. There's nothing else that can be said at this point in time because nothing else makes sense at this point in time. No tweets from Frank Martin are making any sense to shed better light on this situation as to why he's not getting the, he's not taking advantage of this incredible opportunity for him because understand, like I said before, if Frank Martin did indeed beat Shakur Stevenson, the amount of skyrocketing momentum that it would give his name in the greater landscape of the boxing world would be incredible my goodness you don't take away that opportunity from yourself mind you when Shakur Stevenson and Debbie Haney were having their whole back and forth trying to get an undisputed lightweight fight between those two to happen it was Frank Martin who was getting on Shakur Stevenson for demanding too much money and demanding a 50-50 split instead of taking the 25% that Devin Haney was offering him and go out taking the brass ring, taking the reins, winning the fight, proving yourself, and then get the spoils of war and then everything that you were asking for in terms of revenue, in terms of cachet, in terms of respect, all will come to you and you will be the definitive A-side. You can get as much money as you want. That was the sentiment 
Frank Martin. Now, however, it looks like he's backtracking. It seems like he's backpedaling on his own sentiment that he had against Shakur Stevenson. And this is the dilemma with boxing today. Boxers will say one thing and then do another. Now, we understand that a business is a business. We understand that boxers are trying to get the most that they can out of these short careers that they have. Because, again, boxing, every time you step in the ring, win, lose, or draw, it will take something out of you. It's a very difficult sport. It's a taxing sport. It's a life threatening sport absolutely and i'm all for athletes and boxers getting exactly what they deserve and getting every cent that they can to set themselves up and their families for the rest of their lives absolutely however with that being the case we also understand the reality of boxing which is if you want to get where you need to go you got to prove and take the steps necessary that is the standard that we have held or that i have held boxers to the entirety of my time following and also that legend Legends have held other legends to in the entirety of this sport's existence. We all talk about Floyd Mayweather and how he became money. But he, before he became money, he was pretty boy Floyd. And pretty boy Floyd fought anybody and everybody. Yes, he was a more explosive puncher. All that stuff, the talent and stuff evolved as he got older and his hands got brittle. Became more defensive. Understand Absolutely. Understand that. No doubt about it. However, he went through the fire of being pretty boy before he became money. And that pretty boy fire got him the title and the cachet and the right to be able to be money and the right to be able to demand what he was demanding later on in his career. Now, there's a situation where Shakur Stevenson versus Devin Haney was going to be that fight to help bolster either fighter, whoever won, even if, or if the performance was good enough, both fighters out of that pretty boy Floyd era and into their own money era because this the result of this fight would have elevated them to a different level stratosphere legitimately it would have gotten them more respect it would have gotten them more cause to say hey look who i beat i am definitively the a side i am the guy i am worthy to demand what i am demanding all of this comes from the results that you put in the ring the results that you garner when you step into the squared circle and that's what frank martin seems to be missing at least in this situation again i'm not saying frank martin is scared of anybody no i'm not saying that what i am saying is that right now that sentiment of him wanting to fight anybody and everybody is in question because of the reasoning for not fighting Shakur Stevenson versus everything that this fight would mean for Frank Martin. It seems backwards not to have this fight happen. So this is a, a legitimate situation where we have to look at Frank Martin and say, yo, what are you doing? You are ducking this fight. You are not taking advantage of a brass ring that has been given out from under you that will help pull you into a different stratosphere for your career and help elevate your career into another dimension but you refuse to take this fight after verbally agreeing to take this fight the only thing we can say about this is that it is a duck you avoided Shakur that's all we can say at this point in time. Again, unless something new comes out and we finally figure out, okay, this was the game plan as to why he didn't take this high-profile fight because it was another high-profile fight. The only thing we can say, unless that information comes out, at this immediate point in time, Shakur Stevenson was ducked by Frank Martin. Frank Martin avoided Shakur Stevenson. And right now, there's no logically good reason as to why that was the case. And so all we can say is... 
Frank, you're dropping the ball. You're messing up. You're hurting your own legacy at this point in time because of all the talk that you said that you're about, everything that you said that you deserve, everything that you said that you are as a boxer is going to be put to the test against somebody that, again, if you beat, will significantly elevate your level of cachet because this is going to be in your career. The hardest opponent that you've ever faced and the biggest test for us to gauge what you are as a talent and you don't take this opportunity when it's the biggest payday, when it's for the title, when it, it can start your road to being undisputed at lightweight if you do choose to go down that route, if you are successful in beating Shakur Stevenson, everything only looks up for you if you take this opportunity, yet you choose not to. The only thing we can say is, yo, you're messing up. You were, you were duck. You avoided a challenge. And because you avoided a challenge, now we have to put into question, how good are you really if you didn't take this opportunity? And this now gives further credence to what people have been saying about Shakur Stevenson as being one of the more avoided fighters in this era of boxing, at least at this point in time in his career. He has not gotten a lot of high-profile fights because of how good he is. That is legitimately the truth, for real. He has, it, it, he has found it hard to find opponents for him to fight in order to elevate his career because of how good he legitimately is. He has been awarded. He has been turned away. He has been stepped over, not because he is seen as lesser, but because of the fact that if anybody steps into the puddle that is Shakur Stevenson, they will get a very scary surprise as that puddle is actually covering a cavern or a pothole that you are going to fall deep into. That is what Shakur Stevenson brings when it comes to his fighting ability. And that is why it is hard for him to get into the ring against legitimate top talent. Because he is just that good for the majority of the division. I'm not saying he's the best in the world. No, 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 no. But his talent is undeniable. And people's reaction to said talent is also undeniable. This was a fight that was supposed to be a no-brainer for both parties. It made sense all around. And yet it didn't happen because Frank Martin backed out. There's nothing else to say except Frank Martin ducked. Whether or not the rumor of him fighting Tank Davis is true or not will have to remain to be seen until it's announced. But until then, no, this was an absolute duck by Frank Martin because he ran away seemingly from an opportunity that looks like a no-brainer for somebody of his caliber. Because if he wants to take the next step in his career, these are the challenges that you are going to have to face. It's just the fact of life. And if you choose not to do this, especially when everything says that you should take this fight, the only thing we can say is that you ran from a challenge at this point in time. And it's an undeniable duck. Hopefully I'm proved wrong. But if I'm not, hey, we call it like we see it. Maybe we need to start looking at Frank Martin in a different light now that this whole thing has transpired. Until further evidence is brought to light, we have to look at Frank Martin now in a different lens. And maybe the talent that we had him at maybe isn't as high as we thought. Because some people had him potentially on the level of Shakur. Potentially. Some people have Frank Martin as that good. Legitimately. Maybe now with this move by Frank Martin, 
we now have to say maybe we were pushing Frank Martin beyond what his actual capabilities were. Maybe we were too quick to crown him what we were crowning him. And maybe at this point in time, his actual talent isn't where we thought it actually is. But again, as the story unfolds, we will keep track of everything that's going on. And we will definitely revisit this whole situation again. Oh, you mark my words. But when we come back, we have to talk about the upset victory of Sean Strickland versus Israel Adesanya. So don't go anywhere. Get back into your neutral corners up until the break ends. And we will be right back with the neutral corner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the second half of the Neutral Corner with me, your host, Jean-Luc Quartz on this ESPN podcast. We're talking about anything and everything in the world of combat sports. And get out your corners, get in your seats, walk around, do whatever you got to do while you're listening to the show. Because we have to talk about Israel Adesanya losing to Sean Strickland and and relinquishing his middleweight title to one of the heaviest underdogs, at least in, in, in recent memory against Israel Adesanya. Again, everybody thought Israel Adesanya was going to take this win. Absolutely. Everybody thought Israel Adesanya was going to absolutely walk through Sean Strickland, at least in my estimation. Again, we knew the trash talk was great. We knew Sean Strickland was a talker. He was selling the fight, doing all that stuff. But he lived up to all the promises that he said he was going to make. And let me not speak for everybody else. Let me speak for me. I thought Adesanya was going to be able to just easily win against Sean Strickland outstrike him most likely knock him out in the fourth round would have been a fairly but once the fight actually started and he stepped into the octagon then you got to see the game plan of Sean Strickland slowly come into play Sean Strickland was pacing himself was moving slow and methodical stalking without striking and actively using a Philly shell it was a dirty Philly shell but it was a Philly shell nonetheless now when I say dirty Philly shell you have dirty and you got polished dirty Philly shells and dirty Philly shells doesn't have the great technical look or aesthetic as the best Philly show again like with Floyd Mayweather or his father Roger Mayweather or with Bernard Whitaker in the past who made that style absolutely famous or Nicolio Loche as well way 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 back in the day El Untouchable if you really want to know your fighting history and your boxing history. But Sean Strickland was not nearly as polished as them, but the style of the Philly show actively worked in his favor. He This was probably his best defensive performance by far. One of the best defensive performances that we've, that we've seen, period, this year. Sean Strickland held Israel Sani to one of his lowest strike percentages in his entire career. Legitimately, he was making Israel miss left, right, and center, and he did it while standing right in front of him. He was His ability to parry, block, ward off, and everything, both strikes 
from the hands and from the feet, using distance control to just be out of range, consistently be able to get his legs out the way whenever Adesanya would try to go down low, as well as using that fully shell and, and essentially body movement to get out of the way and deflect any and all attacks coming to his torso and to the head. Again, it didn't look pretty, but it was pretty in terms of the results of the fight. And when Sean Strickland actively did throw, it was thrown with conviction and it was thrown without any tell. That's one of the biggest things that was getting Izzy consistently bewildered. It was the fact that whenever Strickland would actually throw, he wouldn't throw looping shots. He wouldn't throw shots that had telegraphed tendencies. He would throw straight from the shoulder, straight from the hip, all power, and then straight back. The textbook one-two that you would teach any boxer to do, anybody that's fighting, you don't want to give a sign that a punch is actually coming. You just want the punch to come out and then come back to your guard as quickly as possible. And that's exactly what Sean Strickland did. Not giving the opponent the ability to read when the punch is coming, nor from what angle. It's just it's shooting out and shooting back at a moment's notice. That is what Sean Strickland did. It was simple. It was effective. It was brilliant. And it wasn't flashy. It was just consistent. And that is what Israel couldn't deal with. Every time Israel tried to do looping hooks, try to counter him, it was Simply deflect, 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 parry, 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 block, 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 and then shoot a one-two, or shoot a straight left, or shoot a right, whichever one was necessary. He didn't throw punches in terms of Sean Strickland. He didn't throw punches just to try to reach him. He threw punches when he was sure that there was a viable window. And in round one, it changed the course of the whole fight when he landed the big right hand. And around that, I had Israel winning because it was such low output from Strickland. All of a sudden, boom, Strickland catches him with the right hand after the lead jab and then goes to work and goes to town. All of a sudden, when I didn't think Sean Strickland had the power to actually knock out Israel Adesanya, next thing you know, Israel's about put out in round one. And that changed, of course, the entirety of the fight. Now, Israel Adesanya had to be wary of the power, had to be wary of the legitimate landing ability of Sean Strickland, not just being able to avoid and get out the way as loose and carefree as he thought he could. And from that point on, Sean Strickland just built and built and built slowly but surely on his offense. He didn't throw, again, did not throw a lot, but it was the ability to be accurate and effective against one of the best strikers in the entire UFC world and MMA world today in Israel Adesanya that, was, that won him today. It wasn't volume. It was accuracy, and it was always landing with purpose and always landing significant shots that would get Izzy off of his game consistently, coupled with, again, the defense that I did not know Sean Strickland had at all made it so that everything that Izzy's best known for was ineffective. He wasn't able to consistently get his flicker jab landed to set up everything else as we know Israel Adesanya is able to do. He wasn't able to get Sean Strickland to bite on a lot of the fights that he was trying to do because Sean Strickland wouldn't throw. He would just only defend, defend, defend up until a clear and present opening was there and then he would open up. And because of that simplistic yet effective style that Sean Strickland brought to the table was enough to get a unanimous decision from the judges and get him the middleweight strap in one of the most 
shocking wins of this year in the UFC. And one of the more shocking wins that we've seen in the history of the sport. Because again, Sean Strickland was a major underdog, at least in my estimation. I did not give him a shot at all to win, but he pulled it out. And most likely it's because of Pereira, again, Israel Adesanya's vaunted rival, who trained Sean Strickland for this fight, who was telling everybody, look, y'all better believe in Sean Strickland because this cat's got something in his back pocket that has the ability to beat him. And it boded true. So now... We just have to see if consistency is going to be the key for Sean Strickland. Was this a one-time performance for Sean Strickland? Or would this be a situation where now this new level of striking and defensive acumen by Sean Strickland will be consistently shown throughout his tenure as UFC champion? Or is this only a one-time thing, a Rudy-type deal, where it was a Cinderella moment, Cinderella story, and an absolute Cinderella inning in terms of the underdog coming out on top. But the biggest question out of all of this is how is Adriel Adesanya going to adapt to this? Because now his best talent was seen and drawn ineffective by somebody that everybody thought he was going to beat. How is he going to retool and regroup? Can he retool and regroup? Well, the first answer to the second question is absolutely yes. He can retool and regroup. That's not an issue. I we know what Israel Adesanya is. He's a style bender for a reason because this cat is, a bit, is able to be adaptable and is able to do multiple things in the ring at a very high level. So I have no doubt he'll be able to come back from this. And if they do rematch, which I think a rematch will be coming down the pipe, I do believe we'll see Israel Adesanya retool and become a different fighter for the better in the rematch, absolutely. But again, only time will tell, as we say, all the time. But at this moment in time, we have to say congrats to Sean Strickland for actively overcoming something that nobody thought was actually possible with him, at least against Israel Adesanya, in being middleweight champion. That guard was incredible. The game plan was great. Maybe this game plan is a tip for other fighters to actually be able to have success against Israel when they do face off against him now. Because like with anything, every loss exposes a hole in an opponent that everybody else is going to latch onto and try to exploit as well. But this can also cause a retooling and a resurgence and an evolution in Israel Adesanya and evolving his stand-up game into a point that maybe we've never seen it before. With this performance showing there are some holes that need to be fixed when Israel, as great as he is of a stand-up there's some things that got to change. There's some things that have to change. Because if somebody is defensively as good as Sean Strickland is against Israel Adesanya, what else is he going to be able to do if he can't be successful on the feet? Which would have to bode the question of will we see Israel Adesanya become a better grappler and ground fighter? Will he be able to actively add even more tools in the clinch game and in the grappling game to make it so that now if you can't get them on the feet from striking, you have more options to still be successful. Because again, if we see somebody as defensively sound as we saw against Sean Strickland go against Israel Sonny again, we could see the same result if in fact Israel isn't able to find a way through that guard. But again, we'll have to wait and see up until that fight actually comes to fruition and how the evolution of both fighters is going to come from this 
performance. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Neutral Corner. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you joined in on the show. Please remember to share the show with everybody that you know. Like us on Spotify and all podcasting platforms. Give us five stars so we can get this show out into the ethos of the greater boxing and sports community. Absolutely. But I've been John Luke Welch. Get back into your Neutral Corners up until next time. Everybody, be safe. Have a great day have a great night have a great weekend whatever you're listening to this show and we will see you in the next episode